a completely different um, spirit of freedom and liberty. Um, it's so liberating, but you have to, for me, I've had to be able to um, live in the presence of God and enjoy that as um, my first love. So in Acts seventeen twenty eight, it says, In him we live and move and have our being. And um, if, we were to, if we were to pursue um, our life, if we were to pursue living in God and, and having his love overtake us and having his wisdom and having his ways and just continuing to surrender to what he wants to do in our hearts, what he wants to do in our minds, um, what I've experienced is it is a complete separation from the world, the way the world thinks, the way the world operates, and that clash is made known really quickly um, when you're around non-believers because everyone who's a non-believer is trying to protect themselves. And when you are protected by God, you are free to love and you're free to be persecuted and you're free to cop it all. And the amazing thing is, is when you're free from the dominion and the power of the sin coming towards you, um, you're free to love them. You're free to love them. And that's the freedom. That's who we've been created to be, is lovers of God. Um, So Proverbs 3, 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. And I remember like the Lord just rocked me so hard on this scripture. Um, when I was trusting in him and just to know that I could trust in him with all my heart and that's what he desires, that he would have my whole heart, not... of it, not 80% of it, but all of it, to the degree that I could step into situations of death, situations that would take me out, situations that would cost me my life, because I believe that that's where the Lord's going, and that's where he wants us to follow him, and the people that are such powerhouses for the Lord on this earth They are constantly in situations of um, fear. And if you're not free from fear and you're not allowing the love of God to be the freedom that sets you free from from the the curse of the enemy, the oppression of the enemy, then you're going to struggle. So I... I just want to talk a little bit. I, I know a lot of people in this room have heard my testimony, um, but I want to just touch on it a little bit because I feel like without... I don't know how anybody would be able to trust in the Lord with their whole heart without experiencing um, the freedom that he is for your life that no longer you have to protect your life. You can, by faith, entrust that he has you. And you can be, for me, when it started, I was, it started out me realising that um, I could actually connect with God. I could actually have um, a spiritual intimacy and a communion with God 
the one who created all things, the one who created all of us. And when I found that out, I was hooked. That was it. That's all I wanted. I just wanted to experience God. Like, um, and I was single focused on just having him. And everything else lost its invitation. There was no, everything that, you know, that I had enjoyed in my life before, I stopped running after. I left it all behind. Um, and then I started to encounter God. And I started to encounter his presence and, and the assurance of this hope that by faith he would be able to completely dominate every bit of shame, every bit of insecurity, um, feelings of offence, um, and he would be able to lift me up and I'd be able to live the life that I'd always dreamed of living. That when I would look at people that were confident and they looked like they were just free in their own skin, I was just like, man, that's all I want. I just, because my whole life I just felt like I was trapped. I just felt like I was trapped and enslaved under the lies of the enemy because I was. That's all I was hearing was I was just hearing lies deceit and he just wanted to kill me and I felt it and then um, but from then on I my whole perspective changed like I said and I gave myself to him and I started to make a real practice of intimacy with God and I wasn't practicing the commandments I wasn't trying to live by the commandments I was I started to just be with him. That's all that mattered. That's all I wanted to do. I wasn't trying to do anything. I was just trying to be with him. And then he made himself known to me. And then from that, his spirit came alive and his presence within me came alive. And that empowered the commandments. And then I started to experience his heart upon mine. And then from that place... Instead of trying to do the commandments, you're obsessed with doing them because your heart is connected to the value that God's heart is in those commandments. And the beautiful thing about it was when I didn't feel, at times I didn't feel like doing certain things, I just had faith that I had been made one with him. And... Romans 8.1 was, was a big one for me. It says, therefore, now there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. So he just, and I also jumped on the one that the Holy Spirit is, the, is my teacher and my comforter. And that was it, just real simple. And so I was free. I was free to actually steward out this intimate relationship with God. So I just started being loved by him. I would ponder his thoughts. I would ask him questions when I'm out on the street. And I would just give myself to the only reality now for my life. And that's what the word of God says over it. And then from that, the word became alive and it became activated. And I started to experience this, this tangible reality that blew my mind, it blew my soul, it blew everything away that I knew in the past. 
and I was always looking forward, always looking forward. And then if, because guilt, it prevents us and it stops us and it restricts us from being able to walk with him, to be able to walk in the light as he is in the light. We need to understand that we are set free from the dominion of the enemy. And in those moments when we are attempting to steward out these things by faith and we experience this resistance from the enemy, that's when we surrender by faith and the grace of God comes. And then all of a sudden the grace of God carries you and you're just you're blown away because you know, oh my goodness, this is the power of God this is the power of the gospel. That's why when Paul, in Romans 1, he, he's hitting it, the way that he hits it so hard is because he knows the power of the gospel. He understands it and he just starts smashing it. He knows that it will wipe anything in its path out. There's nothing that can stand against it. It's complete freedom. And the thing about it is, is when we face situations that try to steal our freedom and we allow them to dictate our behavior, to dictate our thoughts, to dictate our heart, and it separates us from intimacy with God, and it separates us from communion with him, and then it stops us walking in the light as he is in the light. And that's what it's all for. He wants us to be able to walk in the light with him. So I started to cultivate this new belief system. And I needed my imagination big time. And God told me, he said, You'll, he said, use it. And he would start, I would ask him, I would just ponder him. I'd say, Lord, teach me about everything that I can use to commune with you. Everything that I can use for relationship. Because my existence now is all around relationship with you. And he would say, use your imagination. So I would, I would start to use my imagination. I'd, sometimes I'd sit before him and I would say, um, I trust in you. I trust in you to father me right now in our communion. I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to lay here and I'm just going to wait on you. I'm going to wait until you speak. And I'd lay in the dark and I'd wait until he says something. And then he'd, after a while, he would just my mind would be still and my thoughts would be still because I'm completely unaware of the world, completely unaware of work and what everyone else is up to or any other desires or any of that because I'm just conscious of God. I'm conscious of being with him, being known by him, getting to know him. That's all that matters. And he told me, he said, I've given you this new heart. It's pure. I took the old heart of stone out, replace it with a heart of flesh, a heart to know me. And he says, within that heart, the greatest desire of that heart is to know me. It's to know me. Whether you've experienced it before or not, to the measure or not, whatever, believe by faith in the heart that I've given you and be with me. So I would, I'd just put off any of the old thoughts or whatever and just by faith I'd just pursue and I'd say, lead my communion. And he would, he would say things like, think about my glory. And I'd just go, all right. And I'd lay there and I'd think about his glory. And then all of a sudden I'd be thinking about the size of the ocean. I'd be thinking about waves. I'd be thinking about 
lightning. I'd be thinking about the power of volcanoes. And then he'd take, and then I'd, it's like an imaginary, imaginary journey. And he'd take me, and then I'd start thinking about the heavens. And he would just lead. He would just lead the communion. And it was all made possible because I trusted that I had been made one with his spirit and that I now have access to communion with God. I have access to the thoughts of God because I've received the spirit of God. And in the moments where you're... Because it's such a huge revelation, as we all know, that when I was like... If there was a moment of unbelief or something like that, because you start to get a little bit, might get a bit introspective or whatever, he would, he would remind me that I've been given his Holy Spirit. He's the guarantee of my salvation. And then from that, I'm like, oh, that's nice. And then he would say, no longer do you have to rely on yourself anymore. You can completely rely on me to father you. This whole relationship, put it all on me because it's all by grace and the promises of the inheritance now rest on the grace of God. They rest on the spirit of God. So all it's just all faith. It's just all thanks very much, thanks very much. It's just freely receive, freely receive. And when, you, when I started to walk into this, um, just the freedom, 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 freedom. The joy started coming, and the joy started coming like I didn't have control over it. I don't have control over the joy, and that's what he wants. He wants to wreck you. He wants to wreck us with joy, lavish us with love. And when we worship in spirit and truth, it's because it's his spirit in us. And I would tell him, I'd say, Holy Spirit, teach me how to worship Jesus. Teach me. Just, I just get wild with it. Because it's just a relationship. It's a friendship. It's, all, it's what it's all about. So the joy had bombed me. And it'd just get wild. I'd just be worshipping all hours of the night. On the beach in the middle of the day. Because I couldn't help it. That's, imagine that. Like, when you can't help it. Because you're just like, oh, where am I? I'm in a sea of people right now. Ah, stuff it. And you just worship him on the shores. Imagine what he was feeling. He would have just been like, look at my son. Now you're free. Everyone else on the beach would have been thinking I'm a nut job. But, you know, who cares? So that's all I went after, communion. Just went after communion, communion with him. And then he would just ravish my heart. And then all of a sudden, because he, he overtakes the mind, he overtakes the way you think. These fallen or limited ways that we think about doing relationship that can so often be under a law-based mentality and they restrict us from actually loving one another that's completely selfless and completely laid down. Where time doesn't matter anymore, where money doesn't matter anymore, where... Anything, it doesn't matter anymore. It's just like 
the grace. I've got the grace of God. I've got the grace of God. I've got the sufficiency, the abundance, everything. The Christ in me is the hope of glory. Let's go. All I want to do is glorify, glorify the King. I just want to be loved. I just want to love. And it would start to overflow. And then I would have moments where, because the enemy puts up a fight, you know. He put up a fight. He's, he doesn't want that seed to flourish. He wants to steal it. He wants to dominate. And only faith will keep you in it. So I would just surrender more and more and more and more. And in times where I felt flesh try to, dictate my new created self I would run into the bedroom always back to the bedroom always it's always going to be the place forever of our life it's going to be back to the bedroom with him get back in there surrender it God that's not my reality why did I feel offended right then and he would just the truth would come and it would set me free and he would expose the darkness for what it is, which is just a lie. And then I'd sit there and he'd just start to reveal his love for that person. And I'd become one with him. We'd become one with him. And then you have these times that you don't, you're not even ready for them. I remember this one moment. I was sitting downstairs on the couch I got up early one morning and was just reading the word and praying or whatever and the Ridley kids get up pretty early so they shot out of bed at about six or something and I'm sitting there and I just hear them out there and I just hear laughter they're just having a cracker of a time and they're just laughing and I just got it was almost like I got to experience the heart of the father for what he feels when we're just full of joy and just what he created us for, just complete freedom, just fun, love, you know, connection with each other. And I got bombed that morning. And it's moments like that that you're just like, oh, God, you're amazing. Like, why would I want to live in any other reality? The tangible love of God that just overtakes you because you surrender to what he's done, the power of the cross, the power of the resurrection. We have to know. We have to know about it. We have to know everything about it. There's no other way around it. We have to seek the kingdom. We have to just stand on the truth, continually build each other up, continually encourage, continually be with one another, continually love. I put him to the test. I put God to the test. Because I know it's his desire. <laughs> it's his desire that we would reveal the love of Jesus. That's going to test us big time. So I steward this heart, this new reality, this... He talks about the, the 
the old me and the old us that is gone and the new, the new state of being, the new creation. He's like, behold, everyone check this out. Like that life, the life of Paul, you know? You think to yourself, wow. You read Paul's life and you're just like, wow. This guy's rejoicing in suffering. He's getting whipped. He's getting bashed. He's getting stoned. He's getting everything. And he is the most full person walking around on the earth. He's full of the love of God, full of selfless motivation. It's what we were created for, perfect love. So as I, as I steward this relationship with God in the secret place, at my workplace, at home with the Ridleys, and they just, it's amazing. And when you give yourself by faith to situations that cost you, but you know it's the truth about you, the grace of God comes and empowers you. And then... All of a sudden, you see what matters and you see what doesn't. And then the depth and the richness of his heart and his spirit and who he is can finally abide in us. Or we can come up with excuses about what the gospel is and isn't and not be transformed. We can do that. Or we can just continually surrender. What's he say? What's he say? What's the truth? What's the power of the blood? What did his life die for? Did he die for it all? So we would be completely resurrected into the newness of life and could finally live unto God. And I've missed it so many times. It's not a self I'm trying not. I'm just trying to like... When Paul says, I am what I am by the grace of God, we need to consistently, consistently remind ourselves everything that I am and everything that I do that is pure and holy and righteous, it's because of the spirit that lives in me. It's because of the grace of God. So um. So trekking around, um, I run in, I, I preach the gospel when I'm out and I learn how to love the lost and I am so tested as to how to do it and only in that place have I finally come to the realisation that, oh my goodness God, I need you, I need you, I need you. And the more I do it, the, the more I realise how much I need him. The more I do it, the more I realise how much I need him in my workplace, in my family life, in this community, everywhere. So I want to talk, just mention a couple of testimonies that um, I felt that were really powerful because um, it's about discipleship and, and I feel like it's, it's from an overflow of me being discipled by the Holy Spirit.
So around about a year ago, um, I I met this guy that I was introduced to from um, one of my long grass mates that I've just been ministering to and loving on and um, revealing who God is and his character through me and his attributes through me and his nature through me. Like that's how we reveal who Christ is in us. That's how we reveal our union with God because who he is shines through us everywhere we go, everywhere we go. And I meet this guy and he, anyway, he's, these two, these two guys call me up that I'm friends with one of them and I haven't met the other one yet and they need a place to stay for a few days and they're on and off the streets all the time so they're just like wherever we can stay is good. When we don't get a spot, we're on the street. And they're stuck in alcoholism and addiction. So, um, but I realised that I live with I live with a family and I live with five kids and it's my highest priority to protect them. So if I were to start um, having these people come into my house now, uh, I've got to be aware of this. But. The more and more that I've stewarded out loving people, you start to see that it, it's not a schedule that you set up to love people on where you can just meet them when it meets you. It actually invades your life. It invades your time. It invades everything about you because that's your new you, you know what I mean? If you're going to pursue it and you're going to love people and you're going to be there for people, these lost and the broken, they're going to start to rely on you. And, and, and quickly, you know, you need the grace of God. So I check with Dave and I make sure that it's okay for these boys to stay at my house for, I don't know, a week or something. And, um, and they come and, and I meet this guy and he's, he's on the run from Melbourne because these drug dealers are after him. And he's... So I'm sort of just like trying to gauge safety and all this type of thing. But quickly, I just had the comfort of the spirit, just say, this is all right, you're good, I got this. So they come in and they start sleeping there and we're cooking together and, and, and they don't have any money, so you're paying for everything. And all they do is take, all they do is take, that's all they do. So you've got to be ready. You've got to know that you've got freely giving heart. And you have, and you can give, and you can give, and you can give to the abundance that God would give. So they, but in the moment, like, as I say yes, as I say yes to God, because it's all that matters anymore, they come in and they are, and, I'm, and I start getting to know this guy, and I start preaching the gospel to him, and the, the, the words... And the revelation that comes out of my mouth is blowing me away. I'm just like, oh my goodness. And the way that I'm stringing things together and articulating things and I'm just like, and I preached the gospel to him for like three hours that night while we're cooking and he's just eating it up, just loving it. And then as, as he stays longer, I sort of, as I start to love him and see him and just pull out the gold in him, he starts to cook and starts to enjoy his time there and we're starting to connect and God's teaching me this is how it's done this is how it's done
you start to develop friendship with them. Because I was just going after them as like a mission, as in like, oh, God, your, free, your freedom has to hit them, it has to crack them. And in the moment, I realised, oh, my goodness, like I am actually enjoying this guy so much. I just started to like see him and enjoy him and the, and the heart of God would come on me and I would love him. And, and it's been a journey with that guy for about a year But he calls me today. Today I'm sitting there like writing this message. And he calls me and he goes, Jimmy. And I haven't seen him for about, I don't know, maybe four months or something. And he goes, oh, Jimmy. Um, he goes, I wanted to tell you something. And I said, oh, what is it? And he said, um, I, when I was out on the trawler, because while I had him at my house, like I'm praying for him and I'm, all I want to see is the glory of God bomb these guys. That's all I want to see. Anyway, since then, he ended up getting a job and I was just like blown away. So he's working out on this trawler for the last four months, haven't seen him, disappeared, didn't know whether he was alive, what was going on. Found out he was there and then he calls me today. He says, oh, when I was out on the trawler, I started to experience these feelings that I that, that sort of like I haven't really felt to that depth before. And I'm like, oh, tell me about him. He says, I felt so bad, man. I was feeling um, just, just weird, really, really down, real weird. And I said, oh, okay. And he goes, yeah, but I, I, sp- I talked to God. And I'm like, oh, what'd you say? And he just said, oh, oh, I didn't sort of like, I don't know. I just sort of like just told him how I felt type of thing. And I said, did, did, like, did you hear him say anything back? He goes, oh, I didn't hear him, like, his voice or anything. And I'm like, no, 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 like, did you, like, hear him through your thoughts or your heart or what? And he goes, yeah, yeah. And I said, what did he say? And he just, he said, he just said sharing and caring. And I went, that's sweet, bro, that's so good. And he goes, yeah. And then all those feelings left, all those bad feelings left, and I started to feel so good, and I got out of bed, and I cooked everyone bacon and eggs on the, on the fishing trawler. And I'm just like, <clears throat> because you, you, the seeds that have been planting on this guy and watering and just loving him and just partnering with God for his reconciliation to the Father, and if I'm not overwhelmed and encouraged and, and just like... If that is, just doesn't feed me, like those moments, they are so precious to God. I'm like, that guy spoke to God. He like, in a moment of fear, he, he surrendered to God. And he hasn't given in his heart, but he rang me to tell me about it. And I'm just like, awesome. These guys cry sometimes when you're, when you're just loving them so hard when you're just loving on them. <laughs> um, I'll try to be quick. So look, I've got one more. And it's, it's, another, it's another heart of God um, testimony. Because I, I work as a house parent, um, for those of you who don't know, so I look after Indigenous kids. 
um, between the ages of 12 and 18 and you're with these kids all the time and you get to see their development in different different seasons of their life and um, man it's taken me it just I'm always learning I'm always learning about um, taking the expectations off these kids like get it off the father just keeps telling me get it off like take it off take it off take it off because we have these expectations that are just completely fractured because we don't have understanding we don't understand, but if, if the, love of, the love of God, it, it just trumps understanding. And then all of a sudden you can hear him and you can be led by him. So this one kid is such a good kid. Yesterday at work, I'm, <clears throat> I'm sitting in the office and I'm, I'm look, I look out the window and I just see like this cloud and I see the sun beaming behind this cloud and it just created like this border around the cloud of like this golden line just... Oh, you know, and I'm like, it's like he's sweeping me up, and then I'm like, and it just came out of my mouth without me even knowing it was coming. I just went, "Hey, Javon," and he goes, "Yeah," I go, "Come over here, check this out," and he comes over. He goes, "Oh, what is it?" I go, "Look up there," and he looks up, and I go, "What do you think of that?" And he goes, "Oh, yeah, that looks pretty good, eh?" And then I just start to tell him about the power of God and I start to unpack who God is and the measure of his love and and um and he's just it's got him like he's he's on and he's enjoying it and then there was just this beautiful intimate moment that the spirit just did where um our communion was led by God and God just said like just started talking through me and and saying hey Javon um who in this world, I said, you know that God's love for you is so much more than you've ever experienced from whoever loves you the most in this world? And he's like, yeah. And I said, who loves you the most in this world? And I knew what he was going to say. It's usually always the answer. He says, my mum. And I said, and, and then I started to tell him, tell him about the love that his mum has for him and why and all the rest of it and then just link it to God and all that. And then he said, he looks over and he goes, yeah, you're really similar to my mum. And I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, why's that? And he goes, because you care. <laughs> Man, that's got to get us. That's got to, that's got to just drive us you know <clears throat> anyway later that night he goes out and he, he goes to a, a basketball function thing and he comes back and I'm on the sleepover at work so and he comes in and as he walks in like I grab him to just sort of like muck around with him a bit sort of cuddle him a bit <laughs> and he he goes not now sir and he just walks off and I was just like oh I just felt for him. I was just like, oh, man, all I want is for you to experience the love of the Father. It's the firmest foundation because right now someone's trying to destroy your value. Someone's trying to destroy who you are. And all I wanted to know, I was just like, I want to know what it is. Like, And he went in his room and he came out. I'm just like, Javon. I'm like, what is it, bro? Like, what's up? Is it, is it this? Is it that? 
he's not talking. He's just like, nah, nah. And, and then, um, so I, I wasn't pushing it. I was doing as much as I could. But so I go inside and I'm, I'm about to pack up and go to bed. And I get a, I get, get a drink out of the fridge, take a sip. And God just says, just drop him that bottle of ice water where he's sitting and just tap him on the shoulder and just go to bed. And I'm like, okay, so I do that and I get in my room and then God just hits my heart, just start, and the love of God for him. And I start interceding for him and praying for him because his life matters. But if I don't pursue cultivating the heart of God in my heart, I'm not going to have those experiences. But we can have those experiences every single day, day in and day out. The more and more we surrender to God, surrender. And, and also, you can't do that. You can't do that without being loved by God yourself because everything's a complete overflow of what you've freely received. So anything that I give that's freely given, it's because I've freely received it. And anything that I try to give outside of what I've received, I, I feel it, you know. So that's basically what I wanted to just slam on was the grace of God to be able to, now that we've been picked up from the domain of darkness, transferred into his love, into the king, we can now live in him. But it's all about his grace. So the Lord is just like, hey, put all your chips on me. Put full expectation on me because I'm willing and I'll do it. So when we, when we yield, when we surrender, his ability becomes known in us and becomes experienced. And I feel like it's the only way. It's the only way to know who God is, is when we are able to have his mind activated in ours. It's when we're able to have his heart activated in ours and we continually surrender when the flesh is trying to pull us in the other direction. So I just want to finish up with the beautiful invitation to have the love of God that's been poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit reflect upon the earth and completely dictate how we do life, how we do friendship. And it was going to blow our mind. It's going to reveal how much is on offer. There's so much on offer. And in the moments of, of fear or lack or need or anything like that, we know that the, the fullness of our joy is in the presence of God. It's in the eternal life of Jesus being now the substance within us. It's where we live our life from. Comparison used to just own me. It used to own me so bad. I was never good enough. Never good enough. Couldn't surf good enough. 
Everything I did didn't do it as good as the next bloke. Constantly living in judgment. Always judged. Judged by myself. Judged by God, I felt. Judged by the enemy. Judged by other people. There's the only way is to live in acceptance. If what I just talked about is cultivated in a greenhouse of acceptance where you're not guilty, you're not judged, you're blameless, you're loved by him perfectly, his love casts out all fear. I love um, some scripture I was reading recently that talks about Jesus on the cross and how he put to shame the principalities. He put, he put to shame all the demonic spirit and things that were in effect that were trying to destroy us. Put it to shame on the cross. Flogged them. <laughs> That's what you got to know. You got to live in that every day. And I struggle at times, so I just surrender. And at times when I don't treat people as well, I've, as well as I've experienced treating people before, I just get back in the bedroom with God and I say, Lord, you've created me to be a vessel of honourable use. I honour you with my life. Here's my heart. Tell me how beautiful that person is. Show me them, show me them, show me them, show me them. Sometimes he'll just show me them and then I'm like oh you better stop because it's just like oh they're amazing they're so beautiful I will just it's a pleasure to be able to just put down anything that I would think benefits me and just lift them up and tell them how loved they are because God just goes he just crushes the lie with the word of God severs what's going on between the spirit and the soul. Sorry, I'm going over a bit of, a bit of time, but I'm just like, man, and God's always reminding me, he's just like, there is so much more. There is so much more. There's heaps more. There's more. There's always more. And that's all I want. I'm just like, oh, man, I've got to get away from things that distract me. I've got to get away from, from things that prevent the love of God being the number one priority in my heart, in my life. So I just want to have people that we just do this together as a family because it's all about unity the whole gospel is about unity in the fullness of time he would unite all things in him all things in the heavens and the earth that will all be united in him it's unity man it's unity it's what it's all about acceptance So I want to invite some people up.
if they want to come up, I want to pray. I want to pray and I want... If, um, if people that want to come up and pray for people as well, come up. Let's just pray for each other. Let's run this race together. Celebrate each other. have to live from a heart of thankfulness there's no other way you're running on dry if you're not living from thankfulness the joy of the Lord has to be your strength if you're trying to do this without supernatural joy of the Lord you won't be able to do it you can't just give up that's all he says to me is he says oh oh thanks finally I can come and just jump on your heart So, Father, we love you, God. All this is possible because of you, because of the depth of who you are, because you sent your Son and he died on the cross and he gave every single bit of himself. He condemned sin in the flesh so we would become the righteousness of God in Christ. So we receive it freely, God. It's too, it seems too good to be true, but it is. It's true. God, will we just let go of whatever is trying to hold us down to this earth and live by the Spirit instead of the flesh? And allow the oracles of God to just dictate our lives and do whatever you want to do with us. Because we trust you. You're trustworthy. You're the only one that's completely faithful. The only one that doesn't break his promise is you. Forever and ever, you never fail. Thank you. You are the life source, God. Father, I ask that you saturate these people, Jesus. Saturate us, God, with the revelation of your love, the revelation of the grace of your spirit that we have been joined to and made one with. Reveal to us our identity. Reveal to us that We live from love. It's the love of God that controls us. It's the love of God that controls us. Let's just do it by faith. Let's just do it by faith. Deny the flesh. Don't gratify the lies of the enemy. Use your shield. Use your sword. Thanks for the breastplate of righteousness and the helmet of salvation and the belt of truth. Firmly fix it around our waists, God. You are the king of our lives. Oh, 
we love you, Lord. You're everything to us. Oh, God, you are everything to us. If only we knew, if only we knew just the depth of your sacrifice. Purity wins. He says, purity wins. Captivate us, God. Captivate our hearts. Captivate us to live in the wonder of God. The communion, the fellowship, 